Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 309. I am Jimmy Kemsky, and I am in Phoenix, Arizona. He is Brandon Lee Gowden of Bleeding Green Nation. He, his address in Philadelphia is, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's Super Bowl week, and a uh, lot to get to. We're going to actually do 10 over-under. We each put together 10 over-unders each, so... Maybe we'll have 20 total over-unders. Probably not. We'll probably have some overlap. We'll see. But we're going to you know, kind of have a fun over-under episode. But before we do that, I need to hear uh, either and or <laughs> about the finest meat snacks in the land or I can do some gambling. Well, and where you, maybe you can get some Super Bowl tickets, Jimmy. That's right. Uh, a little okay. ticket plug mm. real quick if you're still looking. For those tickets and you want the cheapest on the market you want to check out ticket iq we've recently been working with them and what's great is they have zero checkout fees which will save you a crazy amount compared to sites like subhub who charge up to two thousand dollars in fees per ticket super bowl prices are getting cheaper mm. and now is honestly a good time to buy as they're probably not going to get too much cheaper. So you can skip the fees and go to TicketIQ.com now or download the app on the App Store. Plus, they are offering $300 off Super Bowl orders now with promo code SB300, which you can enter at checkout, or use SB600 for $600 off all orders of 10K or more. These next few days will be interesting ticket-wise, but if you see an uptick in prices at any point, you may want to jump on tickets sooner rather than later. You can actually shoot Ticket IQ a DM or check out their social media uh, outlets as they have tons of helpful content on there. Also, they are offering exclusive discounts to anybody who gives a follow in DM. So you can check out their Twitter page too as they have a lot of content there already if you want to learn more. Ticket IQ. Also, meat snacks. The big game's coming up. I don't know if you can really get them in time at this point, um, but certainly you know, when the Eagles win, there will be a lot of celebrating to do, and there's no better place to get your meat snacks than righttoselling.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. You know what they're good for, I bet? What's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you go ahead. You said the, the, the most important part of the plug, but uh, the, for the parade, bring them with you. Sure, absolutely. You're standing out, and well, I don't know how cold it'll be, but probably won't be necessarily warm but either way uh you know you're staying out there for a long time yeah you might as well bring some snacks with you to to, to munch on and right to selling craft jerky the products that the eagles themselves are munching on right now as they prepare for the big game you know perfect match why not my dad was just talking about the meat sticks 
Um, they are they are popular. My friend Jess likes them a lot. My dad has been wanting to get into the meat sticks game, so he's going to give them a try soon at some point. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. But Jimmy, it's a Super Bowl podcast, one of multiple we are doing here. We did our draft last week. Um, today we are going to do the over unders, which we do in the off season. I think there's always a fun activity. I do have bonus over unders lined up in case there's an overlap. So I came a little bit prepared in case we, you know. Uh, have some ones oh, that look at you. mirror each other. So I, I do. I, I did come prepared. Okay, you want to go first since you have the extras. Sure. Let's start this off with Jalen Hurts rushing yards. I'm going to put it at sixty three <laughs> and a half. Be- okay, because uh, sixty three. Yeah. Well, the 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 record for quarterback rushing yards in the Super Bowl is Steve Young, the sixty four. So is Jalen Hurts going to meet that? Or surpass it, or is he not going to do that? I'm going to take. I'll take the over. I mean, Jalen Hurts can run the wow. ball. Wow, look, okay. And well, he's he's good at running the ball. There's nothing to save him for anymore. It's the Super Bowl. It's not like you know they've been trying to protect him in some of these games. No, it's the Super Bowl. Got to go all out. Uh, I think Hurts can have a big game. I think his weapon, his legs will be a weapon. His mobility will be a weapon in this game. He's he's a really good running quarterback. He's one of the best running quarterbacks to ever play in the Super Bowl. If anyone can do it, why not him? I'm going to go under, and the reason why is so I think he's going to be a part of the. Um, they're going to use him on designed runs, but I think as a scrambler, he's not going to rack up a lot of yards that way because the Chiefs, in my opinion, are going to play a ton of zone in this game. So they'll they'll be facing the quarterback. They'll know when he's running, as opposed to having their backs turned playing man coverage. So. Yeah, give me the under on that. Sixty-three is a that's a pretty healthy number. So I'm gonna, I think it'll be effective in the run game. And as you said, like all hands on deck, and <laughs> like you know you're going all out in this game. You're not preserving yourself for you know any future games, obviously. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're going to be doing everything they possibly can. And if they believe that Jalen Hurts running the football is the best way that is one of the best ways that they can win this game, then yeah, they're going to run them. Uh, but yeah, I, I think 63 is a pretty high number. I have one attached to this that's not one of mine official, and I don't think it's going to be yours either, but correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the longest touchdown run for a quarterback in a Super Bowl is 15 yards. Do you think he can get over Do you think he will is get that over it? that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 15, huh? Yeah. I, I Do feel, you know who it was? Uh, I, I might have been. No, I don't actually. I forget. But I feel like that's a pretty good, if you if you could bet on that, I feel like that would be a pretty good over to take for Hertz. All right. Well, let's keep it with the run game here then. I have another one in the run game. That is rushing yards total for the Eagles. And Seamus is here. Seamus Clancy has just Eagles walked into my hotel room. Yards total. How did he get in here? <laughs> uh, all right. So to- there he is. Same in the up, background Seamus? there. I do. The listeners can't because it's uh, audio Brandon only. Brandon says but... hello. Brandon says hello, buddy. He's here, right? Who, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> He's on my computer screen. No, not in Arizona. No, no, he's he's not in Arizona. Um, What's all the right, Eagles total rushing yards? Eagles one fifty three point nine. Hmm, one fifty three point nine, not point five. Not point five. Point nine. Okay. Um. Uh. Hmm. Well, I mean, if I'm taking, thing, but, you know. if I'm taking the over on the Hertz rushing yards, I probably have to kind of take this as well because I think if, if Hertz is going to have that much, I think that's you know that's already a good portion. That's uh, not quite half, but you know, approaching that level. So I'll take the over there as well. I mean, the Eagles 
running game also very good and has been a big factor here. And there's a chance that um, Jalen Hurts, who has not been able to connect on some of these deep passes, uh, the Eagles might have to run a bit and they might want to control the game this way in terms of keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field at times. So uh, I'm going to take the over on that. I am also going to go over. I think that's, first of all, that why I'm, why I arrived at that number. It's uh, their inclu- playoffs included their rushing yards per game average uh, okay. on the season. And the Chiefs kind of have an average-ish uh, run defense. So um, I think that's kind of like if they get up over like that 150 uh, area in rushing yards, I think there's a really good chance they win this game. Sure. Um, if their run game is effective, I think that's uh, kind of a, a big understated part of this of this matchup. Maybe not. <laughs> that might be uh, sort of a Steph Curry kind of statement that I just made there. Nobody talking about the run game. Probably a lot of people are talking about it. So what am I talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think that's sort of the area that they need to get over. Um, if, I think that's sort of the area that they need to get over to you know for for this run game to be effective. And I think if the run game is effective, then they'll be able to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Uh, they, they'll be able to run their offense the way that they want to, the way that they, the way that they want to run it. And uh, yeah, I think the, they're going to be successful in offense. So yeah, give me the over on that one too. AJ Brown receiving yards, 121.5. The context here is that Terrell Owens leads all Eagle, wow. Eagles players. It's <laughs> a big number too. <laughs> well, T.O. leads all Eagles players in Eagles receiving yards. You get 122, as you might recall, in a loss. One of the most, I think, one of the most impressive Eagles performances ever, just considering the injury he was playing through. Um, to, to be able to what he did in that Super Bowl, I thought was nuts. And kind of, if like they won that game, he would be more legendary. If he had the same stats, but they won the game, like I think he would be so much more legendary because he had that such a heroic performance. But because they lost, of course, no one really cares or remembers as much. Uh, so does A.J. Brown, who has been quiet in the playoffs, but has been compared to T.O. quite a bit, does he surpass that 121.5? Does he, Or does he at least meet it? No. I'm going to go under on that one. Uh, it's a big number. I mean, the odds just say he's not going to get that. I will note that, like, I actually just did a chat before we recorded this podcast, and one of the questions was, what's your level of concern with A.J. Brown? And is he hurt? Like, why, why are his numbers down lately? His numbers are down lately because... They didn't need him in the NFC Championship game. Like the the opposing quarterback couldn't throw the ball and the Eagles had a big lead and they weren't going to do anything more than try to just burn clock in the second half. So they didn't really need the receivers. Just so happened that uh, the big play in the first half went to Devontae Smith uh, because the Eagles have two, you know, number one type receivers. And that's just the way it went in, in, in you know, in that play. Um, obviously, he was not happy with his targets in the Giants game in the divisional round. Um, but yeah, there's, I have no, I have no, uh, concerns about AJ Brown. He's a big time player and he plays well in big games, like in the playoffs last year with the Titans, the game they lost, uh, to the Bengals. He had a monster game, uh, in that game. So I have no concerns that that whole come to play on Sunday. And, uh, I think he will have a good game, but again, 121 is a big number. Also, he's been open for touchdowns each of the past two weeks. Hertz just hasn't been able to connect with him. So if you want to be concerned about Hertz's downfield passing ability, in that context of A.J. Brown, sure, that's fair. But A.J. Brown himself was open. <laughs> I think, you know, if he's hit on those throws, I think we have a big different perception of what he's been doing so far. And I, and I just think he's due. He's not going to have as quiet of a game as he had these past two games. There's just, I just, just I don't see any chance of that. I don't think there's any way. I'm going to take the over because I think he has a really big game. Okay. Um, 
I guess my next one will be, I guess I'll piggyback off that one too. So I had more, who has more receiving yards? And I guess yeah. I already know what your answer is going to be. I'm glad you did this. <laughs> but this is an either or as opposed to an over under. Uh, A.J. Brown or uh, Devontae Smith? I mean, I think Devontae could have a really big game too. I'm not saying, I don't, I don't think it's like just because A.J. could break this number, it doesn't mean Devontae can't. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with A.J. I'm going to lean A.J. I love Devontae. Um, nothing against him. But I just think this is going to be an AJ game. I know uh, Devonte really steps up. I think in these big games, but um, it's tough. <laughs> it's hard to go wrong here. Like it's 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 really not an indictment of Devonte because I'm taking AJ. But I feel like you're going to take AJ or uh, Devonte. I'm going AJ Brown because uh, mm. the Chiefs' corners like to get up and be physical at the line of scrimmage, and I think that one of the concerns about uh, Devonte Smith coming out of college was that he you know is maybe sort of untested. Um, against press coverage in the NFL. That has not been an issue with him at all uh, in the NFL, but it is an area where, I mean, you can't, he's, A.J. Brown is unjammable at the line. Like, he just kills uh, press coverage. And and I don't know how much press that the Chiefs will play, but but they are physical corners and, and it doesn't matter. Like nobody can out-physical A.J. Brown. Uh, so if you want to play his style, if you want to go his style of play, I think that's he can beat you. So like, uh, g- give me AJ Brown here. I do like um, really any matchup that they're able to get against uh, their rookie seventh round corner Jalen Watson. Uh, I I think the Eagles are going to play a lot of eleven personnel. Make sure he's on the field uh, as opposed to an extra linebacker. Uh, run a lot of, out of that eleven personnel, and then when especially if they're if they catch him in man coverage, then I think that's the guy that they're going to attack. My next one here is. Eagles Chiefs combined non quarterback pass attempts. I'm gonna set that at 1.5. Both teams. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, say that one more time. So between Both teams, Eagles yeah. Chiefs combined, any kind of pass attempt yeah. that is not by a quarterback, 1.5. Okay. Oh, so there's yeah, I'll go under on that. I, I mm. so I think there's a chance of one. I don't think they're gonna go two. Um, because there was two in the last Eagles Super interesting, Bowl, as though. we know. There was, right. So, yeah. Who threw that pass to Brady? Was, it, um, was that Edelman? Or was he retired? Or was it Amendola? It was one mm. of those two, I think. Or was it Hogan? And, I don't remember. I'll look it up. matter. He dropped it. Uh, but you're going to take the under? <laughs> and, of course, uh, Trey Burton uh, threw it to Nick Foles, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go I'll go under. Um, so, yeah. I think there's a possibility for one. And Andy Reid loves his trick plays. Yeah. Nick Sirianni does not really like so much trick plays, or at least Shane Steichen doesn't. Um, they don't really call a lot of that. And I don't think they need to because they're just so good and right. they can, they can beat you however they, you know, however they want to beat you. Uh, but Andy, even back to his Eagles days, um, loves the trick play. And some of them bit him in the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ronnie Brown. Who's the, uh, Ronnie Brown. <laughs> Ronnie Brown threw the ball into the ground. Um, but yeah, give, give me, uh, give me the under on that. I agree with you in terms of I was going to ask you which team do you think is more likely to run one? And I do agree. It is the Chiefs because they do a lot of, you know, interesting things there. And even if it's not just a, a trick play like that, you know, like the the ring around the, the rosy kind of uh, pre-snap, you know, yeah. thing they, like they'll do, you know, like those different or the um, what was it called? The Ferrari package where they all like spun in that one Super Bowl. Uh, against I believe mm-hmm. it was against the forty that was the forty ers one like they're gonna do some interesting stuff doesn't mean it'll be a non quarterback pass attempt but uh I wanted to set it at one and a half we're gonna both take the under on that though which brings it to you all right times Nick Sirianni will go for it 
on fourth down. Ooh, okay. So this got one point five. Okay, interesting. Um, so this does take one of mine. You have at one point five. I had Eagles fourth down conversions as one of mine. I had that at two and a half. Okay. Uh, the, the context being the Eagles. This is just attempts. Yes. Oh, this is attempts. I had conversions. Okay. Attempts, not conversions. Attempts. Oh, I'm gonna take the over on that then, because um, they averaged 1.3 conversions per game over the course of the entire season, including playoffs. They just had three mm-hmm. uh, attempts and conversions against the 49ers, and I. Th- so I was gonna originally set it at 1.5 because that's close to the average. But I think in the context of this game, you're playing the Chiefs. I think you're gonna be headed into the Super Bowl. You're gonna it lends to I feel like being mm-hmm. more aggressive. So I was gonna take. Um, uh, if I'm setting the conversions at 2.5, I'm, I'm definitely going to take the attempts on the over here <laughs> right. in this situation. And I want to point out that um, I, I did that article about, you know, what can we learn kind of from the last Eagles Chiefs game. And a lot of it you have to throw out the window just because these are so much more talented now than they were in that game. And you had done a good job on Twitter pointing out how different the offensive line alone was. You had Andre Dillard starting at left tackle. You had, Jack yeah. Driscoll starting at right tackle because that was the I don't feel I feel like this has not gotten a lot of play. That was the first game that Lane Johnson missed because he had to take a mental health break last season. It was on short notice too. Like he was a surprise and yeah, no one knew that. So he was a surprise and active an hour and a half before the game. I think he left like that either the night before or that day. Like he left the team like very short notice. Mm-hmm. They barely had any time to prepare. So that game and and the Chiefs were missing Frank Clark. You know, there's some differences on their end as well, um, but. Uh, one of the things that I would hope that Nick Sirianni has learned from, man, he kicked a lot of short field goals in that game. I thought that was insane looking back at it. He kicked field goals from like 25, 29, and 31 or somewhere around there. Can't do that against the mm-hmm. Chiefs, what do you, especially as an underdog in that situation like they were. Cannot do that. So I feel like they're going to be aggressive. I'm going to take the over on one and a half attempts. He's been a lot more aggressive this year than he was last year. Yes. Um, what I wanted to point out here too, by the way, is – uh, so the Eagles went for it 35 times this year mm-hmm. and they converted 25 of them. So there were 71%. Do you know how many uh, times the chiefs went for it on fourth down this year? I'm going to say seven. Very, su- very surprising number. Seven. What'd you say? Seven. Seven? No, 12. So <laughs> yeah, 12. The, the, the league low was 11 by uh, the cowardly, Saints mm. <laughs> like and uh Andy Reid only went for it fourth down on fourth down one more time than the Saints. The Saints were the only team that went for it on fourth down fewer times than uh the Chiefs this year. So um yeah, anyway, uh Nick Sirianni has kind of took him a little bit, but uh ultimately eventually sort of picked up where Doug left off in terms of fourth down aggressiveness and actually took it to a, a new level in my opinion this year. Like he there are a bunch of different times where he went for it on fourth, it has to be fourth and one because they'll, they'll sneak. Mm-hmm. But in like their own end, <laughs> obviously in the yeah. 49ers game, they went for it, you know, near their 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 own 30 yard line. That winds up being that might have that might have been the play of the game. Yep, just that the, the call of the game for sure. Yeah, uh, going for that, and then they march. I think four, 14 plays mm-hmm. uh, for a touchdown. So yeah, I will also go over that. That, that number was probably too low, but I'll also go over the 1.5. All right, we'll do one more, and then we'll take a break. Um, 20 over, but overall, but you know, trying to split it up into thirds, have to explain my math as to why we're doing that. No one else cares. Uh, Andy Reid <laughs> timeouts outside of obvious stop the clock situations. Ooh, okay, 0. 0.5. So, you know, mm. this has to be 
this has to be like obvious. You know what I mean? I think I think we'll know. It has to be like the vintage Andy Reid timeout where it's like it could be the first quarter. It's just like why is this timeout being taken? Like what is this? This is not this is not to stop the Can clock. Can it also be like a normal thing where like this the 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 time like the um the play clock is winding down and they have they call the timeout instead of taking the penalty? Does that does that count? I think so because it says outside of I wrote outside of obvious stop the it's not the timeout is not being used as like a strategic we need to stop the clock here it's being used because there's some kind of got it like mistake basically is the spirit of the question <laughs> yeah over uh <laughs> I love Andy Reid as as a as a uh, a prep co- like a week of preparation coach mm-hmm. I give him an edge over the Eagles there. Uh, I give Nick Sirianni the, I mean, maybe even a, a, a decent sized edge in in-game uh, strategy and, and just decision-making. He and, the, you know, the combination of him and, and, he, and he's a great play caller too. I'll give him the edge there. But just in terms of in-game decision-making, I'll give Sirianni the edge there. And I think they do blow at least one timeout in this game. I agree, but for the sake of being different, and because we a lot of these were doubling up on recently, I'll take the under on that. But I do agree <laughs> that it, it's going to be something okay. to watch. Um, all right, but we can take a break here, but not before I tell you, J- Jimmy and audience, quickly about Righteous Felon Crafter. You can go to righteousfelon.com. Give it a big plug at the top of the show here, but that's because it's a really good product and people enjoy it. Um, you can find it in stores i mean believe giant is up is where you can see it and you see what the move there to do is to if you see it out in the wild in a store go get it try it and then go online to right to and get a discount on it by using bgn 15 and there's there could be more flavors that they might not carry in the store and other different kind of options like in addition to the jerky the biltong or the meat snakes as i mentioned or some of their non-meat snack offerings that they have available under their artisan snacks on righttoselling.com and use that discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. The same discount code applies at wildrangerpet.com if you're looking for dog treats, which everyone needs. So do it. All right. Uh, Jimmy, this is where you say back after this. Back after this. (laughs) Back after this. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. 
Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back here on BGN Radio. Jimmy, it's your turn. Jalen Hurts, completions of over 20 yards. So an over 20 or 20 plus? 20 plus. Okay. So it doesn't have to be, they don't have to be air yards. Yes. Completions, completions of 20 are plus. over 20 yards. So, in th- yeah, it could be like a screen that goes through 20 yards, but not so much the spirit of yes. what you're asking for. But that, that still counts. Um, I'm going to say, because he only has, I believe, three since coming back from the injury. And one of those was the Devontae catch. So, you know, a little questionable. Mm-hmm. Although it wasn't like a bad ball, though. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was he had to do a one-handed catch, but also... No, it was, good. It was a good play by him. Yeah. I, he gave I him a chance. Yeah, exactly. And it, But there was tight coverage, so it's it's fine that he, you know... And he knows Devontae can make those kind of plays, so I, I don't really think that's like a bad ball by him necessarily. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to go with... So what's the over-under set at? Sorry. It was also in oh-crap mode, meaning like his first couple reads on that play weren't there, and he had to escape yes. the pocket. And, and he rolled left, the play, too, not to his right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he made a good play on that. Um, I'm sorry, what did you ask? What is the over-under set at again? Three and a half. Three and a half. Ooh, well, I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to take the under on that just because of what he's been able to do okay. thus far. I do think there is something, too, he will look better um after this layoff he will be 66 days removed from when the shoulder injury happened uh on super bowl sunday so and you know having this extra gap between the championship game and the bye week so i think there is something to that shoulder getting even better um but also i just think it's it's tough to merely bank on it happening what about you Mm -hmm. he's got to hit the the plays that are there like they had a chance to really blow that game open uh, against the Niners when A.J. Brown got open deep down the field and he just overthrew him um, by a pretty wide margin, too. And then another play later in the game, um, you know, not as obvious, but uh, A.J. Brown was running down the right sideline. And there was decent coverage, but gave him no chance yeah. to make the play on the ball. He threw it way out of bounds. So there's, you know, accuracy concerns in the intermediate to deeper parts of the field uh, post-injury. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that he'll look better having an extra two weeks um, you know, removed from his last game. By the way, his injury happened. So for the the from you know the the week that he got injured against the Bears to Super Bowl Sunday will be exactly eight weeks, which is a pretty long time frame <laughs> to recover from uh, a sprained shoulder. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I think he's going to look better in this game. I do think that three and a half pass plays of twenty plus yards is a little ambitious. So I'm going to take the under. But I certainly think it's possible that uh, they can, you know, rack up some big plays against this Chiefs defense. I am going to go with Brandon Graham force fumbles at zero. You all, you love Brandon. You love every <laughs> the, any any exercise that we do. You always have Brandon Graham in there somehow. I love him. He's my favorite eagle. I've said that. <laughs> yeah. So what was it? Brandon Graham force fumbles. Yeah. Uh, Does he um, have a force fumble in this game? It's forced yeah. fumbles, so it's not like half a sack. Um, it's it's clearly defined here as a forced fumble. 
Yeah, well, if I'm trying to win this exercise, I'm taking the under because it's more likely he's not going to get a forced fumble than it is. Wow, you're a hater. I'm going <laughs> to take the over. Uh, <laughs> great call by Shield Kapadia, by the way, in the last Super Bowl. Legendary, really. Not even a calling great call. Does a, the, uh, uh, that's a disservice to call it a great call. It is an uncanny call. <laughs> it he really had is. the prediction. Well, I said the, legendary. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he had the to the exact second. That doesn't make any sense. How would you get it to the exact second? <laughs> was it the exact second yes. or was it just really close? It's the exact second. Okay. The, like the clock was stopped at the beginning good. of the play because there was an incompletion or whatever on the play before. And it was exactly that time on the clock. It's in, it's incredible. You know what? Now that now that we're talking about this for the next episode, we have to come up with our shield prediction. Sure. Meaning like we have to come up with some ver- very specific thing in this game. We will call it that. And, yes, uh, our shield prediction. Can, he's earned. That's we, the, we'll call it the shield, pre- he's, shield he's prediction. At the very least, yeah. he's earned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're going You're going over. I'm going under. Um, but imagine real quick. Right, imagine the amount of pressure on. there is on shield now to get this. <laughs> to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right like well, the bars the, i mean the bar the bar is unclearable at right. this point i guess right yes i guess if he did it again then you know people start to go wow there's he's got some kind of he has the script um, he's on he's operating on a different kind of level yeah oh yeah he's got the script like yep. who was it was it arian foster who's who said uh that i NFL believe was? so was he serious by the way or just joking no, around that's a bit he was just joking. Well, right? I mean, it's him, so oh, okay. there might be like more than zero percent level of joking. But I mean, I think the whole thing was very much in jest. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really look hard. I didn't like watch the segment or anything. Well, like some people thought they were like that, dead but, serious, and um, I'm like, come on. <laughs> all right, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So one of the ones I had here was which uh, whichever the two receivers that you pick that have more yards. I had the over under at ninety nine point five, so we already answered that when you have uh, <laughs> you had uh, AJ Brown going over one twenty one. Mm-hmm. All right, I got all right more touches. Um, Miles Sanders or the combination mm. of Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. <sighs> touches total. Okay. Um, hmm. You know, it's tempting to take. Kenny Gainwell, because playoff Kenny has been a real thing recently. And maybe everyone's mind is in the place where it was, or maybe everyone's like kind of influenced by Corey Clement having that big Super Bowl game, 100 yards receiving. But I think, I think there's a chance this could be a big Miles Sanders game. I do. I think there, if we talked about the run game being a big factor earlier, and I just think the Eagles haven't even had to use him a ton because of, you know, the situations that they've been in recently where they've had such mm-hmm. big leads, they've been able to kind of spread the, and, but, and, and I think back to how the Eagles were kind of saving him, like they were using him infrequently late in the regular season. I think some of that because he was dealing with something with the knee a little bit and they were trying to save him for the playoffs. I mean, now's the time to bust him out. I think they could ride him hard in this game. I think he right. could have a really big game. So I'm going to go. Uh, That's a good call. Sanders. I hadn't really considered that, but yeah, I, th- I think that I think he is sort of like. A, what are? Do you know what his odds are for like MVP? No, but I do agree that yeah, he probably is like a, a good sleeper candidate to put because he could have a big game. He could have like a, um, I mean maybe 200 is a lot, but like I think he could have you know approaching that. I think he could have a really big game. 
So you're taking Miles over Kenny slash Boston Scott. Yeah, it's it's tough there because you know Gain was going to get some pa- they're going to get p- passing targets and Sanders doesn't really get a lot of those. But I'm, I think Sanders could be. I, I think they mm-hmm. could ride him hard. <laughs> and they're going to ride him hard. Uh, one one prop bet that I saw, I forget where I saw it, uh, but it was Boston Scott rushing yards. It was like five and a half or something like that. That feels like a a very fun bet to make because. I mean, if you if even if it takes a while, you, there's still a good chance that it could happen at any point in the game. And it's one of those bets that, like, if it just happens right away, you're like, "Yay, I win!" <laughs> and then it's over. Five and a half yards. It's like it could be like one carry. Hmm. So this is to, anyway, to be clear. This um, is Sanders touches versus Ken, uh, Gainwell and Scott, right? Ken, Kenny and Boston Scott combined. Okay. Yes. Versus Miles yeah. by himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you taking? All right, you're up. No. You, uh, what did you say? Oh, I didn't get my yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah I'm going miles too. Okay. Um, I was going to go miles anyway, but you uh, sold me even further mm. on my miles pick. That that is, I, I didn't really consider that uh, that miles could be a, a huge part of this game plan and and could you know play a heavy role. I really hadn't that that hadn't crossed my mind, but that's a good call by you. That's what I'm here for, Jimmy. I'm for gonna... the reasons noted, anyway. All right, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes interceptions, point five. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to go over. I think they get him once. Yeah, um, I agree. And I'll even say the guy. Okay. Let me let me figure out who that'll be. Um, I'll annotate this. You know what? I think uh, Slay is due. It's yeah. been a while. It's been since week six. Yeah. It's been... <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you have on the season three? So he's he's probably got a itchy trigger finger yeah, to... Yeah, uh, two in the Vikings break game. On some kind and then he of, had the uh, Cooper Rush. Okay. Yeah, give me Slay. I'm gonna go with CJGJ. I think there's a, you know, there's a reason he, safe, he makes plays choice. on the ball. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, that doesn't really count for an extra point, but I'll write it down just because why not? Little uh, bragging rights. That uh, puts it over to your turn. More sacks. Uh, that's literally or my Sam next one. Or Josh Sweat. Or Chris Jones. Oh wow! I had oh Josh no, Chris Sweat. Chris Jones. Okay. Um, I was gonna take Sweat. Um, more sacks. Hassan Reddick or Chris Jones? Give me, give me Reddick. I think give me Reddick. Reddick's a hard player to bet against right now. Chris Jones is really good. I like what the Eagles have going up against him though, and I think they can they can keep him at bay. Whereas, you know, you just I know, I know Andy will probably have a good plan for Andrew Wiley versus Hassan Reddick, but it's Andrew Wiley versus Hassan Reddick, and we talked about it last week that yeah. he's given up nine sacks. It's like the, what the third or fourth most. Or I just think Reddick is is kind of hard to bet against right now. You can't really double those guys on the edge either. You know, guys that that are rushing from as wide as Reddick does. You can chip them. You can chip them with a with a tight end, which they don't want to do. Uh, if at least if they're if they don't have two tight ends on the field, they don't want Travis Kelsey chipping before he goes out and door out. Uh, they can chip him with a with a with a running back, um, and then if they do that, to some degree, their offense becomes less explosive. It's just you know a, another one of their skill players being delayed getting out into the route. Um, Chris Jones is awesome, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> he is so good that he destroyed. The Bengals' offensive line in the AFC which was banged game. up. And what yes. they did with him, what they did was they 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 put their ends you know way out into like a wide nine, and um, they played their two DTs 
in like a four eye, basically lined up mm-hmm. almost opposite the uh, you know shaded inside the, the tackles a little bit. Um, and then they got one on one matchups with their DTs against uh, the Bengals guards, and he got both of them. Like <laughs> Chris Jones was just tearing apart both of the uh, Bengals uh, offensive guards. And there's some concern with Landon Dickerson's injury blocking that guy. I think Dickerson's tough and he's dealt with a number of injuries and played through them and he's been fine and good, even though he's a pro bowler. Um, but they're going to, I think that's the guy that, that chiefs that Steve Spagnuolo is going to target trying to get one-on-one matchups on Chris Jones, find out if uh, you know how much Landon Dickerson's hyperextended elbow uh, is bothering him in this game. But I'm with you. <laughs> Sean Reddick is just playing out of his mind right now. And um, I mean, it's it's crazy not to ride that hot hand. He's got nine and a half sacks in his last six games, three forced fumbles. Uh, obviously just destroyed the game in the NFC Championship game. If they had an MVP in the NFC Championship game, it would have been him. Had a big game against the Giants in the divisional round. So let me, I'm, I'm, I'll just ride that hot hand until, you know, I mean, the rest of the season is the Super Bowl here. But uh, I'll, I'll ride that until uh, until next season. So you're taking Reddick. Reddick for sure. Okay. All righty. So that is 12. We're up to number 13 right now. This is one of the ones that I had as an extra because uh, I wanted to be ready for overlap. I came up with four extras. Okay. Okay. Eagles touchdown scored by a player with zero touchdowns so far, including playoffs this entire season. 0.5. 0.5. Eagles, hmm. the, amount, the amount of Eagles touchdowns scored by a player who has not scored a touchdown this year. So it could be a defensive touchdown by someone who... Defensive player is the... Uh, yeah. It's not James Bradbury. could be... I don't think... So not Bradbury, not... Grant Calcaterra, I think, uh, has not been in the end zone. I don't think Stoll has been in the end zone. So it could be one of those guys in theory. It could be Lane Johnson or Jordan Mailata, you know, catching a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Something tricky. Um, Yeah. Pascal has one, at least. Pascal has uh, one. Hmm. Basically, what the question here is: <laughs> Do they get a touch? Do they get a defensive touchdown? Not by James Bradbury. Uh, is that their only defensive touchdown this year? Was James Bradbury? I am not sure. I feel like I'm forgetting. We're forgetting one, but I'm not sure. Also, could be so. um, yeah. ball is fumbled near the goal line, and like Jason and Jason Kelsey recovers it. Right, somebody just falls on it. Yeah, maybe a Britton Covey punt return. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or Boston three seventeen left in the third quarter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep throwing out random shield things, uh-huh. like just when we're doing, you know, <laughs> Britton Covey punt return with three seventeen left in the third quarter. So and just see if like just throw enough of them out there, and maybe one of them will hit. So what are you going to uh, take? <laughs> I'm going to go under. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go under. There's not like the odds of that, but. uh but I like that question, though. Yeah. It makes you think a little bit. I'm going to take the over. I think uh, maybe we'll see like a pick six. Could be CJGJ. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's been in the end zone. So I think I, I already have him getting a pick. Why not take it to the house? Uh, brings it up to your turn. Yeah, I'm going kind of boring with my picks here. I'm just going with all like the things that I – I'm playing to win, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I want to root for that one. So that's part of why right. I took it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It'll be exciting. because <laughs> the, the moment itself would be exciting, obviously. But then like the fact that I get like this – hypothetical point that no one cares about is even more exciting to me i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick a player anyway that i think that that i think will get it okay. in case you know i'm just gonna stick with slay because i haven't picking sure. off my homes mm-hmm. well i that's then i went with the same thing cj dj okay so let's take one more and then we'll go to another break okay uh missed kicks wow that's field goals 
or PATs hmm. by both kickers combined. And I'm going to go 0. 0.5. Does this also... Is there a missed kick at all? This also includes... Is there a any missed kick? Fair catch uh, kick? A free kick? You know that fair trick, that rare catch. trick play in the uh, NFL where, like, if you oh sure, if yeah. you call like a fair catch at the usually it would be a situation where there'd be like a punt at the end of the half, and you can call a fair catch and try to attempt a fair catch kick where um, it's kind of like a, it's basically it looks like a kickoff, but you're trying to kick it into this has it's very rare, but it could happen. Just trying to cover all of our bases here. Sure, we, we uh, sure we'll include those. Why not? Okay. You never know. It's the Super Bowl. If, if you're going to break out something yeah. weird like that, it'd be this situation. Break out anything you can yeah. if it applies. Um, uh, I'm going to say, hmm. I remember. So the last Eagles Super Bowl, as you'll recall, a lot of missed kicks. Patriots missed like what an extra point or two or some short field goals. Eagles. He, yeah. Who was that kicker by the? Who was who, who was their kicker in that game? It wasn't uh, Gustavs Gustavski, right? I think it was. I think it was, was Gustavski. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go and does a, a, a blocked and kick. Elliot count. missed the PAT. Yes. A block yes, counts. Block right? counts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but we're not, yes. we're not talking puns. We're just talking kicks. Yeah. Field goals, PATs. And a drop kick also applies. Um, and drop kick. Scotland's got to cover it all, baby. Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to say no missed kicks. I'm going to take precision in this game. No missed kicks. Okay. Yeah. I think this is a sneaky uh, advantage Eagles here, by the way. Because Jake's had a really good year, yeah, and um, Harrison Butker did not. He missed. Um, well, he was seventy five percent. He missed a bunch of field goals, um, and not like all just long ones. I think he missed at least one in the thirties, um, and then he missed, I think, three PAT, three or four PATs this year. I think he was a little banged up early in the year, but uh, I think I think the Eagles have the better kicker in this matchup. Butker is like known as like a really as like a great kicker, but yep. he did not have a good year. So I think this is uh, advantage Eagles. So you're taking that, and I'll, I'll say over. I think it, I think there is at least one missed kick in this game. Can you imagine if like, the Eagles won the Super Bowl on like a double doink? Like imagine if that was the situation. That'd be insane. Like oh, they're gonna lose, <laughs> right. and then they win the Super Bowl. Like that would be the most insane way. Uh, wow. All right, we'll take another break here, but not before. Well, we... if we're if we're if we're uh, the the progression of doinks mm. is holds, doink? you know, the the pattern holds, then the a doink will go the Eagles' way because mm. there was the double doink, you know, against the Bears, and then there was the quadruple doink by Kawhi Leonard, mm. and now wow. the Eagles will get the next one in theory, right? So it's going to go up to uh, eight. It's going to keep doubling, or is it does it go by two each time? <laughs> octuple doink that'd be pretty crazy is that a word octuple that'd be crazy just bouncing around <laughs> all over the place it doesn't it wouldn't even necessarily have to be a field goal either it'd just be some kind of uh some i guess doink would be yeah never mind i guess a doink would only be a field like hitting the upright you know what i think would be one of the toughest yeah ways? so we'll see what that pattern is whether it's whether it's just add two or keep doubling them so it's either six or eight doinks that we can expect in this game right um you know what I think would be one of the toughest ways to lose a game in general is the nebulous ball goes over the, the top of the upright. Like, did that go in or not? You know what I mean? They should almost oh, have yes. like lasers that point up in the sky. <laughs> Cause like at some point yes. that's impossible to tell. I feel like no one is like knowing exactly if that, if it goes so high that it's above the upright, but you can't quite tell if it's actually in or not. Like that's because it would have to go at I least. I think they do look at that though. I, 
I don't think that's on the guys on the ground that, to look up and decide that. I think they actually do have cameras to determine that. But even still, th- that's the kind of thing that like it seems nebulous to me. Though. <laughs> if it's so close, yeah, and it could go either. Yeah, exactly. Right. It could go either way. That would be a horrible way to lose. Because it's not like they have a top-down shot on that, right? They're not looking at it like from that angle where you can see it clearly went over the top. No, because the I mean it would just be something hovering above the stadium. So. I don't know. That just seems like that'd be a really awful way to kind of have a game decided because there's just too much ambiguity there. All right. Anyway, hopefully that doesn't come into play for either team because that would be just not satisfying for anyone. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take that's another a, break that's here. A, that's, a, that's not a great way to win either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you'll take it, but not great. Uh, all right. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. What about her, Jimmy? What do I need to know? You can find her. Uh, call or text her at 856-906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Uh, Brandon? We will be back after this. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours. Eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five. Eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five nine two nine five. Back here on BGN Radio, where we are rolling along, number fifteen of our prop bets. Right? Yes. All right. Um. Yes, I only have two left, by the way. So, how many do you have left? So, I will then I have three. So, I have you have okay, good. Or, wait a minute, we should each have three, I think. But I can fill in one if you need to at the end. Anyway, let's just keep rolling here. I at 15, I have I think I'm proud of myself for this one. It's not, it's probably not as good as I think it is. <laughs> Players with the last name Kelsey scoring touchdowns. Okay. One and a half. So probably Travis, but some kind of trick play, some kind of fumble recovery by Jason Kelsey in the end zone. Sure. That counts. So last, it's the Kelsey Bowl, as some are calling it. Player with the last name Kelsey, touchdown scored. I have it set at one and a half. I mean, he was a fullback way back in the day. So maybe in a blowout. Could be his last game you know, ever. They, give him, they get him a chance. To, um, um, yeah. Imagine getting him a touchdown in, in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Against his, his brother. Maybe his last game. That seems like uh, I don't think that adds to it though. I don't think that adds to the decision making. I think that's mm. more like uh, it's kind of like a rubbing the nose, <laughs> rubbing the other team's nose in it that you're beating their ass so bad mm-hmm. that you're lining up your center in the backfield and giving them the ball. <laughs> I don't think that's like you know like I don't think his brother being involved in the game adds to that possibility. I don't but, know. Uh, I'm gonna go under. Wow. So uh, I think. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey is very clearly their best offensive weapon by a mile. Um, and I think the Eagles are going to pay a ton of attention to him. Uh, he is certainly capable of scoring two touchdowns and putting up, a, you know, having a monster game. But uh, I think what did he have 12, I think, receiving touchdowns during the regular season. So, you know, he's averaging a little less than one a game. I'll take the under. I'm going to take the over. Um, because in part because I watched him play against the Raiders <laughs> for that game where he had four touchdowns. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how does anyone ever uh-huh. stop this guy? He's just inevitable in the red zone. Just, He's like, so good. Didn't I agree. matter. Like, he can get open, he can be covered and make a contested catch. I think just for some reason, 
the style of his play pairs well with so much. It's just like a, there's a backyard ball element to it between him and Mahomes, where it's just they're just two dudes out there mm-hmm. just making plays. And you can have, like, in theory, the perfect defensive call and everything set up right, and it just doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to take the over in part because of that. And also just the off chance that Jason Kelsey somehow gets one. I have that extra factor going for me as well. So I'll take the over on that at one and a half. Yeah, that's like, you know, pull the clip and play it type material if Kelsey scores. Right. Um, all right. Aaron Sipas punts. 0.5. Which means very he's got to play. strange how you keep getting the ones <laughs> I like have right coming up. Not only that, like the ones that I have on my list, but literally ones like right next. I'm about to say, I mean, I had Chiefs punts, <laughs> so different, but similar kind of spirit. Uh, you have okay. Aaron Sipas punts. Yeah, 0.5. So he's got to play, first of all. Yes. And then he's got to punt. That's tricky. Uh, I do think he will be activated. I do think they will go with him over Kern, assuming he's not still hampered by injury, which we don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm guessing he will be good enough to play right. if they're going to activate his window like that. Um, the Eagles only punted once in their last Super Bowl. It was Donnie Jones that got him involved, and the Patriots didn't punt at all, which is why I set the Chiefs punts over under 1.5. I want to get your answer on that. That's not going to be an official one, um, but mm-hmm. I want to get your answer on that. I'm going to go... Over. They'll get some stops. Man. I think the Eagles are going to have to punt at least once. I think they should not be punting much at all in this game. This is a game where you you have to you can't be kicking red zone field goals, can't be punting the ball unless it's you know like fourth and thirty in a, in a clear situation where you just have to. Um, but in most situations, you should not be punting and you should not be settling for field goals. I'll take the over. I'm going to say they have at least one. What about you? Yeah, uh, I think Sipos is going to punt. He's going to play. I mean, I think if Brett Kern was, was just okay-ish, mm-hmm. like if he were just an average punter for the Eagles, he'd be punting in this game. But he wasn't good. So I think they're going to activate Sipos for this game, and he's going to punt. And of course he's going to punt at least once. Come on. Like, that doesn't happen that often where, well, <laughs> where they don't punt at all. What would you take uh, on so my— So yeah, give me the over on that. What would you take on my one that's not counting? I'm going to go over. Yeah, you uh, think the Chiefs punt yeah. at least the, twice? The, the, the Eagles will get, they'll get some stops. Mm. Yeah, And also given the, the fact that— um, you know, as noted earlier, the Chiefs have only gone for it 12 times this year on fourth down. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they're going to punt, you know, more than once, you know, at least twice, I would say. Yeah, why not? Okay. How about this one? This is another bonus for me. Points okay. scored in this game, but not by a touchdown, field goal, or extra point kick. So points scored in this game that are not points scored by a touchdown, a field goal, or an extra point kick. So it could be on one of those, like, um, the the fair catch punt or fair catch kick things, something weird like that. It could be a a two-point conversion. It could be a one-point safety. It could be a two-point conversion the other way. one-point safety? What's that? The one-point safety, if I'm not mistaken, would be a situation where... It's very incredibly rare, but in theory, it could happen where uh, you're <laughs> so rare. I don't even know what you're talking you're about. You're going for two, <laughs> and somehow, let's say, yeah, you got the ball. The other team uh, picked up the ball and was going to go run it into the other end zone for like their own two point conversion. You know, you can do that now. Uh huh. Like you, if you if the if let's say yeah you're going for two and you throw a pick six in that scenario, well the other team would get two points if they get it all the way back to the yeah end they zone. get the two instead. Well, let's yeah. say they're going all the way back to that end zone 
and then they fumble right before the goal line and you pick it up in the field of play, not the end zone, but you run back into your own end yeah, zone. And then, and then you then run back into the end that zone. That would be a one point safety, I believe, for the other team if I'm not is mistaken. That, is that a roll? You only get one point for that? I think I'm right about that. I'm, it's very rare and obviously I unlikely, but that. it of is. Of course, theor- that's never happened. It's theoretically possible. So it's it's possible because I think it's, I think that is possible because I think in theory a game can end where you only scored one or the other team scored one point. You know what I mean? Like you could win by a score of let's say fourteen to one because you had that situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be fourteen; it would be let's say thirteen to one. Um, so it is possible. Okay. Anyway, any of those weird scenarios, <laughs> and I have it set at two and a half points. So points scored by not a touchdown field goal. Or extra point kick, so it could be two two point conversions. With oh, so you don't even have, that's not even a zero point five. It's not even like any weird score at all. So if there's a safety and that's all that happens in the weird uh, in the weird score front, you still don't even win. No, it would have to be like a safety and a two point conversion. <laughs> two point five, because if there's one two point conversion, then that would clear. I don't think that's that crazy. Under. There could be a one. There could be a two point conversion in this game. Yeah, and that already sets you at the yeah, two. Yeah, give me the under on that one. Yeah, there could be two. There could be two two point conversions for sure. Okay, of course that could happen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take the over. It's not that because again, it's something far-fetched. weird. Weird but to I'll... go for. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of this. I think it's fun. <laughs> Jimmy's laughing this up a storm right now. Oh man! All right. I like the little weird the niche things. Scores. I'm sorry, I'm writing all these down. Yeah, points scored by not a touchdown, <laughs> field goal, or extra point kick. All right, this is my last one. Um, will Nick Sirianni? Uh, and or Andy Reid be asked the name of a play call from the game, like a special and the press and like the post game yeah. press conference. And you can't ask it. You can't juice this by. You can't. You you cannot ask this question <laughs> because that's not fair. Or you can't have anyone would, ask the question. I could. I. <laughs> <laughs> I would be able to affect the uh, outcome of this question for sure. I think again, there's no I would have st- to win a question face off to get it in. That is but, true. Yeah. But there's I no stakes here in terms of what we're betting. It's just the spirit of it. I think you can't, you can't also make some, I won't else even be it. in on those. So I, it's just me. Seamus is in the room here. Like I said, yeah. uh, but, but he's leaving tonight. So he's not going to be at the game. So we don't have, we, it's just me. So I, after the game, I got, I got to choose between going to the, uh, interview room yes. or to the locker room. And I think that choice is very obvious. <laughs> I'm going to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't even be in on those questions okay. anyway. So it's Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni. Not a quarterback, no one else, just the head coach. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. What about you? You know what? I'm going to go Brandon style here. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going, uh, yeah, I'm going yes on that. All right. One. Uh, who do you think is the coach? Nick. Okay. I will round this out then with That basically gives away my that gives away my pick. <laughs> my game pick. No, you don't know. That's not necessarily <laughs> true. There could be some weird play that doesn't work out. There could be a weird play that, that like blows up and goes it goes the yeah. wrong way. And you and it could still be but asked. That'd be that would be like a dick question to ask. <laughs> hey, what was the name of that horrible play that you called? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Could happen. It's not just uh, Philly media. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna take us out then with the, I actually got to all my bonus ones, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Here, um, I have two more. First one, it's not a bonus one; it's a regular one. Super Bowl MVP, quarterback or non-quarterback? Hmm. 
quarterback. That's just so easy. It's a safe bet. I mean, it's almost it's almost always a quarterback. Yeah, it, you know, there's a pretty good argument for Corey Clement last time. I yeah. mean, Nick Foles was obviously going to get it. Well, I thought Brandon Corey Graham Clement too. Pretty damn good game. BG, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> As I very unbranded. Actually, me, the, it's I think, true. <laughs> uh, defensive players have won nine times. Mm-hmm. The last one was Von Miller, but that's a very low number. Running backs used to win it when run it when you know offenses were built around running backs. They're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's almost always quarterbacks now. Give me just give me the quarterbacks. I'll do quarterback, but so not fun, I guess, in the end. But I think you know there's a decent yeah. if it's especially if it's the Eagles. You know, if it's the Eagles, then. Oh, there's a scenario where they win it. They win, like Jalen Hurts has 180, you know, passing yards, 40 rushing yards, runs for one touchdown, passes for a touchdown, and some player has some monster game otherwise. And yeah, I could see that happening. Like Russell Wilson didn't win uh, MVP, mm-hmm. um, and he had like a good game, yeah, good enough game. Um, so yeah, it happens. I think Reddick is a good candidate. Um, you know, you could say Josh Sweat if you feel confident. I know Ben Solak feels confident about that matchup against Orlando Brown, although that's extremely on brand. Oh, does he? Okay, he's a Josh Sweat guy. <laughs> Sanders, um, CJ DJ, you could eat or Slay, like if they get two picks or something, mm-hmm. one of them's a pick sure. six. Whereas, you know, Chiefs, it's probably very comfortably, I think, either Mahomes or Kelsey, although I think, you know. It's kind of be kind of I feel like a little bit hard for Kelsey to separate from Mahomes in that standpoint. Chris Jones mm-hmm. is probably about it. All right, final one. Who will the quarterback be on the Eagles' final snap? Will it be Jalen Hurts or someone who is not Jalen Hurts? Mm. So. A little bit. I mean, of, the easy answer is hurts. Obviously, a little bit of setup <laughs> but, here. Yeah, uh, uh, if they lose, it'll be hurts, or unless he gets hurt, could be could get injured. Uh, could be a situation where because the Eagles have done this. And well, let's let's think about it here. Their past two playoff games, which were wins against the Giants and 49ers, hurts was not the final quarterback on those snaps. It was Gardner Minshew to kneel it out and finish out yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be a situation where the Eagles like blew the chiefs out. It just could be a situation where they want to give Jalen hurts a curtain call in front of all those Eagles fans out there in Arizona. And kind of like, cause they did this for false in the championship game when, although again, that was a blowout, but I think it's, it mm-hmm. happens sometimes where you want to give the quarterback like a curtain call and allow him to come over to the sideline and get cheered. And then you also, you just put the backup in the game to kind of take down the knees. Uh, the, I think there's something to that maybe right. from a standpoint of rewarding the backup too. like, Hey Gardner, we're going to get, you know, obviously this is very just ceremonial, but we're going to get you a couple snaps here to say you played in the Super Bowl right. and finish out the game. I think there's something to that maybe. And I, and I included not just um, Minshew, but Ian book too, because book's probably going to be oh book will be a healthy scratch, of course, but um. So never mind, never mind about that point. But uh, in case there is some weird scenario where he was active, I have that covered here. So will it be Hurts or will it not be Hurts? Well, I'll continue my pattern of making the boring but correct pick. Uh, I'll take Hurts. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, no Hurts. I'm gonna say it's not Jalen Hurts. Okay. He takes the Eagles' final. He's the quarterback on their final snap. It doesn't have to be the final snap of the game. It's just whatever the Eagles' final snap is, the quarterback on that play. Um. Obviously, from scrimmage, not some special teams thing. 
Uh, right. Or defense. Yeah. Just, just, you know, offensive snap. Okay. So that rounds us out. Uh, I think that was fun. I think it's a fun way to preview the game. Look at the game. We'll, I will be posting these polls on bleedinggreennation.com as an article. So you, you listeners, I should mm-hmm. have mentioned this earlier, not so late, can vote on these outcomes yourselves. And then we will tally all of these after the big game. And I can put out the results. And I'll also, I guess, put out the results um, if applicable for the whole season one that we did back in July or whatever in the off season. So I can include yeah, that too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think most of that I'm is curious determined. curious to see those myself. Some of that might not be in terms of, uh, I think I had coaching hires in there. And that, in theory, that could still impact the outcome. But we'll see. I'll, I'll go through and mm-hmm. we'll look at that. Maybe sure. and it might Frank not. got hired after uh, the Super Bowl is over. Exactly. Um, the Cardinals' job is still open, in theory. You know, uh, and, and the Colts' job is still open. I think those are the only two, in theory. Um, Steichen could get hired still, but we'll see. Okay. Jimmy. Any final thoughts? No, I'm always unprepared for the final thoughts. Not truly um, final thoughts. Yeah, I'm heading over, to... <laughs> heading over to Eagles availability in about an hour. Uh, what time is it here? 12.50. One o'clock yeah, there? About an hour. Um, it's uh, two hours behind here. So there's yeah, I think I gave the lesson on daylight savings time here in Arizona. They don't They don't do daylight savings time here. So sometimes during the year, they're two hours behind the East Coast. Sometimes they're three hours behind, which has been confusing me all week. <laughs> well, right now it's two hours behind. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really have a final thought just because, uh, again, I've done nothing since I've been out here. I, like it's, I've either got, gone to Eagles availability, like interviews and such, or I've been writing in my hotel room. I've done like almost nothing fun whatsoever. So I have really nothing fun to say here maybe in the next episode i'll uh by then i will have taken a chance to you know look up or uh, pick my head up and look around a little bit but i have not done that yet two funny things one is that it's just like i love how he phrased it They're, they just don't do that here it's like they had saving time nah we're good <laughs> it's decided to be like eh, no nah, we don't <laughs> want to do that i think that is funny and yeah. true and I think some areas of the West Coast do that, if I'm not – like, I think somewhere in California or Oregon, or I, I could be wrong, but my understanding is I think someone else out there does Well, there's that. a part of Arizona that does do daylight savings. It's like Navajo Nation right. out here. They actually do. Yeah, that's that's even weirder. Savings. It's like in the uh, – it's in the northeast part of the state. Yes. Uh, Navajo Nation. Shout out to Navajo so, Nation. So you can see on a map, like, if you, if you, if you like, Google – <laughs> time zone map you can see arizona and there's like little pockets where they they, they do daylight that's so strange just you're driving through and up oh, it's an hour anyway i always think that's interesting i always think it'd be <laughs> right. interesting too to live near like a time zone border like that you know between i forget uh like indianapolis and is that one indianapolis and yeah some of them like Illinois. it goes right through certain it goes right through certain states yeah like half the state is one time and yeah half, imagine like your neighbor across the street lives in a different time zone like it's an hour behind across the street <laughs> that's kind of funny right go back in time yeah you could, you're, you're looking back in time uh anyway yeah this is very i feel like very like i wonder how ba- i wonder how badly like your phone would get confused by that mm, good question i like like getting close you know there's a subreddit, Jimmy. Are you familiar with a subreddit? You know, like reddit.com what a subreddit is? R sure. Eagles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So you know the subreddit. There's yeah, a like one, Eagles is a subreddit. Yeah. It's one called Map Porn, which has all a bunch of different kind of cool maps, just different kinds <laughs> of maps in general. 
and then there's one that uh-huh. I, I'm a big map. I like to look at maps. I just think really interesting. Um, and then there's one even more niche called border porn, which I love because it shows you like all these it's pictures of like these borders <laughs> between states or countries or whatever. And so it would, it might, would have something like that in theory or something like that might be on there. I just always think that's so interesting. Like where does one thing and on, begin? on like the border, you can see like, yeah. And where's another and, like, thing? Can end? you see like, 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 like one side looks vastly different than the other on the border. Yeah, You'll see that a lot. Sometimes there's no difference at all. Sometimes it's like, you know, between different nations and there is like a security and a fence. Sometimes it's just, you can't, you can't even tell. I just think that's so interesting. I, I think it's yeah. so fascinating to think about where things end and where they, and why, because some of it just seems so arbitrary. It's like, okay, so, so I'm a step over here. Things are different. It's just, I think it's interesting and, and fun. So that's my <laughs> the laws thought. on the, well, this one step this way are a lot different than the laws right. over here. Right. Exactly. Like why, like who, what does it, what does it really mean or matter? Uh, <laughs> So there you go. That's my final thought. We'll be back with you. We'll determine when, either Thursday, Friday, record, likely, and then have our matchups slash prediction podcast for you ahead of the big game. I don't know about you, Jimmy. I'm kind of already ready for Sunday to be here. I just I want to see the game. It's only Wednesday. I just want to see it already. Mm-hmm. But here we are, still waiting. Uh, Eagles' first injury report will come out today. If it hasn't already, I have not checked Twitter uh, obviously, I don't think it has. We're not expecting, yeah, because I don't think they practice till later, I guess, right? Um, but we're not expecting yeah. anything, knock on wood, to really be an issue there. Uh, you, you noted on Super Bowl media night that Avante Maddox is out of the boot that was supposed to be mm-hmm. a precautionary measure. And I was never really too worried about that when everyone was like kind of freaking out last week because he had been listed on the Eagles injury report as rest, quote unquote, as part of his designation. So that kind of indicates he it was not mm-hmm. just the toe that was keeping him out. They were that indicates to me they were taking a like a precautionary approach with that. Yeah, he said something to the effect of like they just I, they just want to make sure I didn't stub my toe. Sure. <laughs> so there you go. Eagles should be fully healthy for the most part. We'll see about Sipas, but they don't really have to make a move with him until Saturday, right? Before Saturday, the I think probably. I don't know if the rules are different for Super Bowl week, but during the regular season, it would be Saturday. The Saturday, Saturday at four Saturday o'clock at four. Eastern is when they have to. That's the normal deadline. And they don't even have to make a move in terms of they have an open ro- roster spot right now. So they could they don't even have to put Kern down. They could just bring Sipos on and then make yes. Kern a healthy scratch, which I, I think they'll probably will do that. All right. So check out bleedingyournation.com for my work, phillyvoice.com for Jimmy's work, including the, the polls that will accompany this post so you can get in on the activities that we are doing and have your voice heard. Um, rate, review, subscribe. All those good things. We appreciate that, especially during the uh, increased visibility here during the Super Bowl and everything. Right to sellin.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. The best freaking snacks you'll ever have in your entire life. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you can contact Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com by texting or calling this phone number. 856-906-9295. Check out the episode description for any plugs and social media handles. And we will be back with you shortly to predict the winner of Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and Chiefs. Goodbye, everybody. P G N.